Welcome to Inspire Others and the Guide to Awesomeness podcast, powered by Coldwell Banker Ronan Realty. Join us as we explore how to unleash your inner awesomeness with some of the most inspiring people in all industries. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Guide to Awesomeness. Today, I'm joined by Ian Marshall, the president and broker of record of Colo Banker Electric Realty in Peterborough, Ontario. Welcome, Ian. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm excited for this one. I'm going to just tell everyone a little bit about you, Ian. So Ian Marshall, president and broker of record at Coldwell Banker Electric Realty, bringing over a decade of expertise to the world of real estate. As a passionate career entrepreneur, Ian's journey has been marked by 10 years of dedicated experience in sales service and people management. His professional portfolio is a testament to his versatility, which encompasses corporate facilities management, residential commercial property sales, commercial portfolio management, and executive level operational expertise. Ian's commitment to excellence has been recognized through various sales awards, including the prestigious Executive Club 100% Club and Platinum Club accolades. His ability to navigate the intricacies of real estate paired with a wealth of related knowledge positions him as a leader in the industry. Awesome. Once again, welcome, Ian. So excited to have you here. You have a very versatile background. Uh, One of the first things that I noticed and um, we have a few things in common right. uh, when we are younger. Yes, Absolutely. we not only real estate, but that entrepreneurial spirit. I, when I was reading a little bit about you, read that you had done some telemarketing, so basically telephone sales and door-to-door sales. I also did a little bit of that. I am proud to say that I actually sold like oil change bundles. Wow, that's awesome. Over the phone. So what did you sell over the phone? Well, so I did a couple of different things. Number one, for the longest time, I guess, was duct cleaning, which as funny as it is, it's it's not the easiest thing to sell over the phone. <laughs> Surprise. I believe it. I've I've hung up on a few yeah. people oh, trying yeah. to sell me duct cleaning. For sure, for sure. It was more of a local company, so it was, you know, it was it was easier in that sense, but yeah, you know, most people don't typically like their dinner time to be interrupted uh, to to have their ducts clean, right? So, uh, there was that, I think uh, I sold uh, magazine subscriptions, uh, you know, those things that we used to read years ago. <laughs> and door to door, it was home phone, TV and internet, which you know what, if you want to learn how to be an expert at sales, I think everyone should telemarket and everyone should sell door to door because it teaches you so much about rejection. And <laughs> you're going to learn it whether you like it or not. Absolutely. And that's what I really liked about it, right? Like you just go ahead and keep dialing. We were actually like pages of the phone book. Same. Okay. Yeah. yeah this is how much I'm dating myself here. I had almost actually forgotten about it until I was uh, until I was reading the press release. And I was like, wait a minute. I remember the night shifts. Like those shifts would be start at five o'clock, work till nine o'clock. We'd go get the phone book. We'd rip the page out, get the ruler, you know, <laughs> which is yes. so not allowed anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's exactly what we did. And it was a five to nine. It worked out perfect. So yeah, set you up for overcoming objections we have to do in real estate. Maybe just share a bit more about your journey in the real estate industry and how you became president and broker of record at Coldwell Banker Electric Realty. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. My real estate journey is is kind of a like a, a typical scenario. I was already involved in commercial property management. I was looking after like a boutique office center or, or hotel basically where small businesses would 
come in and and uh, lease space from us, and you know they would have access to uh, reception services and. So I had already caught the real estate bug. You know, I was I was showing people, you know, the different suites and all the different options that they could uh, take advantage of as small business owners. And uh, like, I loved watching HGTV and and all the things to to do with real estate. So what really got me excited though was when I sold uh, my first house by selling it. I mean, I was the the vendor. I was selling my my own house. So you know, I was watching the agent do all these things like stage the house. You know, talk to people, deal with the paperwork, and you know, I said to myself, wow, like this is exciting. I could, I could really see myself doing this. So, you know, I got involved, got my license, joined a small boutique brokerage originally and realized pretty quick that that probably wasn't the best place. You know, as a new agent, I felt like I needed some training, somewhere to put down some roots. So I joined a a larger franchise brokerage with a lot more systems. It was a family run office father and son looked after it mostly and it was fantastic like i loved it learned so much from my mentors there and uh, had it remained the same I, I probably would have stayed there forever but uh, it was then it was then purchased by a like a larger uh franchise and it kind of became more corporate it lost that feeling of family and belonging and so i made some moves throughout and one of the biggest reasons why I reached the point of becoming a broker of record, becoming a brokerage owner, was really just looking back on the different brokerages that I had been at and, and thinking to myself, what do agents want? What are we looking for? Right. And really the, the resounding factor for me was reciprocal value, right? When we sell a house, we get our commission and it's great. I want people to look down at their fees and go, yeah, this place, this is worth it. Every dollar that I pay to the brokerage. I get back value for my money. I feel like that was lacking in some of the places that I was. So really, that's my vision for for this office and for my brokerage is that everybody who's here feels that they receive value for their money and they never have to question whether they're their relationship with us is, is valuable or not. Absolutely. Just like our clients, right? And, and I think really when you look at it as a broker and really the agents are first and foremost, uh, clients, uh, just like our clients are when we're realtors. Right. And I think it's great that you bring that experience to the business. And that's really the way I've tried to approach it. I love the name Electric. I love that it has meaning rooted in your community. I think that's awesome. I did not know until I was uh, reading about it that Peterborough were the first streetlights were lit in Canada. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Fun fact for everyone out there who did not know that either. For sure. And we're commonly referred to as Electric City. So, yeah. And I had I had heard that, but I didn't really realize you lose where that came from. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's a great city and uh, a great name for the brokerage. Well, thank you. And so you've been in the business since 2014, I believe, right? Yes. Congratulations, ten well, ten you. years. Yes, yeah, celebrating thank ten you. years. So in those ten years, if you could just give one tip to those that are looking to build a successful career in real estate what would be the best one that you would share? My number one piece of advice when I get asked would be to simply pick a lead generation technique that you truly enjoy and become a master at that particular technique, right? And I think it's really important to recognize that every single type of lead generation technique works, right? There's no secret sauce. There's no magic to any of it. And when you look around your office, your brokerage, your colleagues, they're all doing different things. And the ones that are super successful at it 
are people who have taken the time to really dive deep into the quirks and the, the ins and outs of however they generate leads. So that would be my number one tip. And then number two, which I know you asked for one, but two Two's <laughs> would be to just like treat your business like a business, right? Set goals, work toward them and make sure you're working every day. Because in this business, we're only accountable to one person and that will either make or break you, right? So I think that's a big thing as well. Absolutely. Being consistent. That's what I always say, you know, whether it's a CRM or a lead gen system or a website provider, it doesn't matter as long as you use it properly. So the tool is only as good as the user. Absolutely. Great advice. I think too many people give up too soon in real estate. Yes. Yes. Big question. If you could own a property, I've seen actually quite a few posts about this lately because we're stuck here in Canada (laughs) in the grayest winter ever. I know. For those of you that are not in Canada, (laughs) we've had like 20 hours of sunlight or something this winter. Yeah, I think it was earlier, like, was it yesterday or the day before there was actually sunlight outside and and I was, I was out there and I'm like, wow, this is, this is what sun feels like. (laughs) Right. And you're like, I can do anything. I'm going to be so productive. I'm going to go do all these things. And then today we're back to the, the gray nothing, I call it. Yes. So if you could, if you could own a property anywhere in the world, regardless of price or location, other than this fine country of Canada, of course. Where would it be and why? So I think at this juncture in my life, my goal is really to just retire somewhere where it's warm. My partner and I, we regularly travel to Florida in the winter uh, to visit my in-laws. Their winter home, one of our favorite places to vacation is in Key West. Uh, So I think following in their footsteps uh, wouldn't be such a bad thing. So probably somewhere in Florida, ideally Key West, although it's, well, it's expensive, but regardless of price, I would probably say nice house in Key West. Absolutely. And if money is no object, you get a really nice house in Key West. (laughs) Certainly. Yes, I have some associates down there that um, and it's absolutely beautiful. So and are your in-laws they're right down close to the Keys or are they? They're more central Florida. Central Florida. Nice. It's all lovely. Although it has been gray there this year, too. So just a little warmer. Sometimes they send us messages and let us know they like to complain about 20 degree weather. Well, oh, it's minus, you know, 15, 20 years. So uh, yeah, I don't really feel much sympathy when when uh, <laughs> we get weather reports from Florida. But no, no, I know my dad's down there too for the winter. And uh, he's always like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. Stop asking me like that. Right? Yeah, like they feel sure. sorry for you. Are you okay? Right. You're like, I'm fine. <laughs> Whereabouts is he? West Palm. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. So the good thing about like West Palm and even like Central Florida is it's still Florida and you still get to enjoy everything about it, but it's not as touristy as some of like, you know, Orlando, for example, or, you know, Miami type. Yes. Yeah. Miami can get crazy. Right. And then Orlando with Disney is very seasonal. I spent a a lot of time. I um, actually lived in Tampa for a little bit when I was younger. Um, My sister and I decided we didn't want to live in the snow anymore after high school. So we we only (laughs) survived a year in the U.S. though in 2004. We were coming home a lot. (laughs) So we thought maybe we should just stay at home. But it was fun. It was a nice winter. uh, And I love Florida. So my sister still chases the sun. But I, yeah, she does every winter. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) she's in Costa Rica this year. Very nice. And they like it down there. So speaking of, because I know real estate, real estate is all consuming. We all know that. Um, But what do you do for fun outside of real estate? Although selling real estate is truly one of my uh, favorite pastimes, I would say traveling and cars are two other hobbies that are big on my list. 
I can't tell you how to fix a car, but I can talk all about them and all the things they have and all the new models, primarily those those two things. So what kind of car do you drive? Uh, I drive a Mercedes. Okay, and, very uh, good. Yes, it's a nice ride, for sure. It's a nice ride, I bet. And, I, I and I've worked hard to uh, to to drive it, so I'm, I'm very happy with it. <laughs> Absolutely, right? That's the thing with, with hard work is the perks, but what people don't see is that you have to keep working hard every day. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You talked about lead gen, which I think is a great topic because I do really feel like online leads were awesome and then they weren't awesome anymore. Right. And it's become such a saturated space, but I do think that there's still value there. But I also think there's a lot of value, obviously, in your sphere of influence. And I spend a lot of time talking about lead generation with agents and exactly what you said, which is trying to discover what is their kind of chosen, where are they going to actually excel at? So that being said, we know how important it is, but what is your favorite way to generate leads? Favorite, of course, is referrals. I mean, there really isn't anything more complimentary than, you know, receiving a message from a friend or family member, uh, you know, letting me know that they passed my information on to someone they know. But second to that would really be uh, like organically on, on social media, connecting with others, you know, engaging in the content that they post and um, even sharing stories of like other success with clients buying and selling. That has been super successful for me personally. Uh, and I know others who, who do really well with it. It is more of a time consuming type way to generate leads simply because it requires a lot of thought, right? You're communicating with people on a regular basis and engaging with their content. But I think people are so hungry, like for actual engagement, especially after everything that we went through with the pandemic and etc. It's also nice too to, you know, touch base with people that you don't see every day or that you have contact with every day, you know, but just staying in, in, engaged with the things that they're posting. It helps to elevate your relationship. Absolutely. And then as far as do you use a certain CRM to keep track of your clients and all of that engagement, because that's the other part, right? That that's, I, I find uh, when you first start out and your mind is just like a steel trap, uh, remembering all that stuff is easy. Yeah, for sure. You have a place you park it all? Absolutely. A CRM is like number one. You have to use a CRM in order to keep track of everything that you're doing. I think it's important in any relationship business where keeping track of not only the conversations that you have, but important information that maybe isn't at the top of mind, right? People love to feel like you know who they are and you know their story and you know about them. They're not just a number on, on a piece of paper, right? And while it's not that you don't want to have all that information in your brain 24 hours a day, when you talk with as many people that we do as, as real estate agents, we need a place to store all of, all of that information, right? So yeah, CRM is, is number one for sure, for sure. And then as far as networking, do you belong to any networking groups or is there any way that you've kind of mastered networking in your sphere? So a mentor of mine told me years ago that there's nothing more valuable uh, than your network. And she was so right. You know, your network really truly determines your success. So one of the, the pillars of my trading business um, was always to be the most connected person my clients know. Like I have somebody for everything. You can call me, you can ask me, whatever you need. Plumber, electrician, those are the ones that come right to mind. But yeah. I have somebody for everyone. I built those relationships on trust too, right? I, I don't just give out information for anybody. Typically, I work with them first or, you know, 
one of my clients has worked with them first and I make sure that they're, you know, qualified and a, and a person that I feel that I want to attach myself to. Everything I've done has been built around uh, networking organically, mostly, to be honest. Yeah. And then people know you, right? And that's what they always say. Like when you look at the conversion rate on a referral versus the conversion rate on a online lead. And and I think the brilliant part of what you just said too, like that network goes both ways. So all of those people that you're building relationships with and sharing their contacts all the time by being that go-to problem solver, you know, you're top of mind for all of them as well. So it's just like, it just keeps spiraling, spiraling. And, and really it's talking to people, like you said. So that's awesome advice. Sure. Thank you. So we have three questions that before we go, we ask everybody and one day, I don't know what we're going to do with all of these answers, but I think we're going to like do like a big mashup podcast or maybe we'll switch it up and do like a list on the internet or something. But sure. we ask three questions to every guest. And so number one is, what is something that you do or use to ensure you're always striving to work productively? Okay, so we've talked a little bit about it already, but I'm huge on two things. Number one is an awesome CRM. Find one that works for you. Spend the money. Get yourself involved, go to the trainings if they have events, you know, get really involved with your CRM and learn, learn how to use it. That would be a, a big piece of advice because often we get the software and it's great and it has all these things, but we don't typically know how to, to use all of the great things it has. So, so learn that and use that. And number two would be a daily calendar. Another mentor of mine once told me that if it's not in your calendar, it didn't happen. And that was probably one of the most insightful nuggets I've ever picked up. And if you keep a, a full calendar, you feel fulfilled. Absolutely. That's great advice. And what is one habit that has transformed your life? Another simple one. I mean, I think it will make a huge difference in most people's life. A coach of mine told me that no matter how I was feeling, no matter what I was doing before I started my day, that I needed to make my bed. And so he told me this and I was like, really? Like, I have to make my bed? This is silly, but he said to me that it would change the way that that I approach the day, right? I thought it was silly at first, but my whole day is now thrown off if I if I don't make my bed. And there's nothing better than like coming home at the end of a long day and you know your bed is nice and, and ready for uh ready for sleep. So yeah, try that. Try making your bed. Perfect. I also make my bed. Perfect. If you could write a chapter in the guide to awesomeness, so what would the title of the chapter be? Uh, I think I would call it the Million Dollar Network, which would be a chapter dedicated to building wealth through connections with others. Awesome. I would read that. I think you should actually write that chapter and share it with all of us. <laughs> but it is uh, it is brilliant. And, and thank you so much for sharing all of that. I look forward to networking some more with you. Absolutely. Since we're in the same brand family. For and sure. again, want to extend my warm welcome from all of us at CB Ronan to you at Coldwell Banker Electric and can't wait to meet you all and have some fun and share best practices going forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem. We'll talk soon. Have a great day, Ian. Okay, you too. Thank you for joining me for another awesome episode. Whether you're already on the road to awesomeness or just starting out, be sure to join us next time for a dose of motivation, education, and entertainment.